Hey everybody, Bob WP here, and we are, actually this is the official first Woo Perspective, as part of the Do The Woo Podcast, it'll be episode 85, but in the past couple of Woo Perspective, I had my co-hosts, now I have real guests, so that makes it official. And I'm excited to get into this topic because everybody talks about how to prepare for Black Friday, all the vendors out there in the WooCommerce space there's more than enough information on there. How about what happens afterwards? You know, and I'm actually pretty lucky to have three very successful businesses in the space join me after post Black Friday. You know, I'm I'm not sure if they've been celebrating or if they've been sleeping, but I did get all three of them to agree to come in and chat a little bit about how it went. But before we get started, I'd like to thank our sponsors, WooCommerce.com. You know them well. They had their own Black Friday thing going. And yeah, heck, you know, there's a lot over on WooCommerce. Check it out. Not a lot to say specifically right now, but um, yeah, do see what's going on over there. And then PayPal. PayPal has been our sponsor for a while. They have some excellent buy now, pay later options. So if you have clients that running PayPal, hey, you know, might nudge them towards that. Say, give it not, give it a try. See what your customers, you know, and the the beauty of it is there's no risk. So so do check out PayPal.com and they do have a PayPal checkout extension on WooCommerce.com that you can download for free to get started on that. Well, that is that. I want to get into this show. One of the things I thought about before I even push the record button was it's interesting all the different predictions people have made for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Cyber Week, whatever you want to label it. And WooCommerce is unique in a couple of different ways. First of all, buying a plugin, most people have a totally different frame of mind than buying a new TV for their family. So, you know, there's there's a there's some other variables in there. And also WooCommerce by nature has probably seen growth. I'm sure all three of my guests have seen growth this last year because of 2020. I mean, hey, you know, that's all you can say because of 2020. So so that's it. So we've seen that. So that's what made this even a little bit more interesting and intriguing to me is how Black Friday went. I want to have each of my great guests introduce themselves real quickly, and then we'll move right into a conversation. Let's start with Katie. Uh, hi, I'm Katie Keith from Bantu Plugins. Uh, I'm co-founder and run the company with my husband, Andy. We switched from building websites to plugins in 2016, and we've never looked back. And now we specialize in WooCommerce-specific plugins that add particular features to WooCommerce. Cool. James? Hey, uh, I'm James Kemp. I am the founder of IconicWP.com. Um we also make WooCommerce plugins and focus pretty much solely on WooCommerce plugins. Um, our first plugin was made back in 2012, and it's still our top seller. So it's um, yeah, it's been a long run. Cool. And last but not least, Ronald. Hi, my name is uh, Ronald. So I'm the partnership manager for Yes. Um, we are. Uh, an independent marketplace where we where we sell our own developed plugins. Over 100 uh, WooCommerce plugins we have now. 
I'm also the uh, WooCommerce London Meetup host, just to add that to that. Um, we've been going since 2009 as a company, starting selling themes first and then moved into uh, plugins and now solely focused on WooCommerce uh, is since 2014-15. Cool. Well, so Black Friday, you survived. I'm glad to see you all sitting up awake, alive. I don't want to dwell a lot on prep because we already, I was saying, you know, we've talked about it, we've been there, but maybe you could pull out one element. Was there anything that you did differently this year to prepare just because of you heard all this stuff coming in from different angles? I'll, I'll, I'll swing it to Katie first and then I'll let the other two chime in after her. Katie, anything that you really, really feel like was the top thing you might've done differently? The main change we made was that previous years, we've always done 50% of everything. And we just did 30% this year because we noticed last year that a lot of fewer people were doing the 50%. Like two or three years ago, everyone was doing half price sales pretty much. And we just noticed it's going down a bit. So I thought we'd experiment and see how it went with 30 instead. Yeah, we did. Um, we did pretty similar actually. Uh, we usually do forty, but this year we did thirty. Um, but we also one of the the key things that we changed is to have uh, one landing page where you can buy any of our products, you know, from one place. Because uh, we use Freemius, which means there's no cart system to it. Um, so. Previously, if you wanted to buy a product, you'd have to go to the single product page and add it to cart there and then go to a different single product page. And um, we found having that one landing page was was great for just, you know, linking people to it and also convenient for the actual person purchasing. Oh. So, yeah, uh, our deal was similar, also 30%, which we have done for the last few years. And it's interesting to hear that not... You don't, you don't give more and more discount each year and it becomes like a race to the bottom to get the most attention to your company. But actually, everybody looks at each other and says, actually, we, we can do quite well with less percentage and not more uh, giveaway. So for us, we did contemplate already we, we changed the deal. But I think simplicity, where you just say 30% of everything seems to work, people bear that in mind, well, beforehand or they remember it from last year so they sort of prepare themselves a little bit but I think for us we you know in terms of preparation getting the timing right because you don't want to start too soon where I mean some some shops have pretty much the whole month of November as a Black Friday sale and it sort of wears off and keep it fairly concentrated on just a few days and don't go over it because at the same time you don't want to um, give stuff away that people were going to come to organically anyway. So it, it needs to keep it special by keeping it short as well. That's interesting because I know that I, I've just been reading a lot about what everybody so-called predicted. And one of the things I saw a lot talked about was deeper discounts. And I even heard a few people that I know that and and they might have been speaking again to the broader retail industry that you know the only way you're going to survive this year is deep discounts you know it's got to be 50 or more and i think this again pulls out the uniqueness of the woocommerce space or even the wordpress the ecosystem of plugins 
is that that isn't necessarily jive with the, what the three of you did. You didn't say, okay, we're going to do 60%. We're going to do 70%, which is, you know, there's a point. Somebody I had on the podcast said, it's insane. You know, it's like you get up to 90%. It's like, what are you selling? You know, <laughs> what's a freaking point kind of type of thing. So, so it, I, I'd like to hear that. And that's what I kind of saw across the board with, I mean, I saw a few really deep discounts and um, most of those as usual might've been hosting, but uh, as far as the plugins, um, yeah, very cool. Early sales. That's one thing I want to talk about. Now, I, I believe um, I, I looked it up. I actually did my homework. I believe James and Katie, you both started yours on the 23rd and Ronald started yours on the 26th. And again, I saw a trend talking about how people were starting sales earlier for one reason or another. Some even were doing early sales, early, early sales, and then doing the Black Friday sales. They were starting their sales maybe early in October. Any, you know, method to your madness behind that as far as maybe why you chose to go a few days earlier or if you perceive that that might be just a better direction this year? Well, um, we found uh, last year and this year that if we do Monday to Monday instead of just the Black Friday weekend, literally half the sales come from the Monday to Thursday period um, and then the other half are from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. Uh, so it seems like we wouldn't want to leave that on the table. And two years ago, when we just did the weekend sale, we had quite a lot of inquiries from customers in the few days before saying, can they have the discount early? Um, and they that causes quite a lot of work for the support team in because um, we tend to say yes um, rather than risk losing the sale. And that involves manual work, doesn't it? And interestingly, our first, our best day was Cyber Monday, as it was last year, by quite a long way. But our second best day wasn't Black Friday. It was the Wednesday. And I've spoken to other companies as well who also said their second best day was the Wednesday. Um, so that's more evidence that it is worth doing that longer sale. How about the two of you? Did, uh, you know, I, I'd be curious about that Cyber Monday as well, if that was your better day or not. We, we had it slightly differently. Uh, Cyber Monday was our best day um, by about two times any other day. Um, but we had kind of a U-shape where Monday was, you know, the second highest day essentially. Uh, and it kind of went down and then went back up onto, onto Cyber Monday. Um, but yeah, we, we saw for the first six days, um, you know, Monday was, was the highest so the, the initial sale day. Uh, and that's probably down to the fact that the majority of our sales come from our email list. And, you know, that's that's the day they get the first email. And after that, your open rate of those emails starts to go down. I, I, I'm really curious about the Monday to Wednesday because we consciously didn't do that purely because you know, I think that people know what's coming up. They wait for it um, because, you know, the weeks or months before, they just sort of keep in mind like, oh, I really need that. I'll, I'll pay it when it's on Black Friday. So we did it Thursday and Friday to start with. Which those two days were record-breaking days for us. Uh, and then Monday again was a big uh, big hit as well. Saturday, Sunday, a little bit less. 
Um, but yeah, it's the, the email that really drove the big peak. So we did a, you know, we set up an automation that we reminded people that we've unlocked uh, the, the deal. Then we did a, uh, a reminder for those who didn't open it. And, and throughout the next few uh, days, we had a few more of these uh, conditional aut automations to, to really remind people at the right time with some sort of predictive sending. And I think that, you know, the email hit and opening rate that that really drove the big peak of uh, of sales. So I think having a good uh, marketing list um, to target to help you drive that extra sale, uh, for sure. A lot of the purchases were repeat purchases of previous uh, um, customers. So I think, you know, to, to focus on that. But then what we also did was um, try to work with the affiliates beforehand and to get them to gear up uh, with some, you know, you have these, these 101 best marketing or sort of Black Friday deals to make sure that people know of us on those lists, whoever is sort of working their way through it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of curious whether you've noticed a more of a re repeat purchase from maybe customers who are already in your database from previous years. Uh, and also if they, you know, if you brought in a lot of new customers as a sort of a, a you know, a new marketing technique. Yeah, I mean, with with mine, um, the actual, I need to go through and analyze the uh, one set of it, but we had two coupon codes. Um, so existing customers got one coupon code and new customers got a different one. They got slightly different discounts. Uh, existing customers got 40% instead of 30. Um, but actually the bulk of our sales were from new customers uh, or at least people using the new uh, or the 30% you know, discount code, um, which was interesting. Um, part, part of the reason that we decided to start the sale early is to kind of bypass the inbox fatigue that people will get you know you'll, you'll have seen it yourself on Thursday Friday Monday there's so many emails coming in um, so starting that little bit earlier although quite a few people are doing that as well now uh, but you kind of you get the opportunity to be in an inbox when there's not as many people alongside you that's why we we did it then yeah, unfortunately, I don't have that data about how many were new and returning customers. Um, so I might do that next year, have different coupon codes for the emails that we send out versus the ones on the website. And um, then we can find that out. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, now, you both, I mean, you just said email fatigue. And this is, a, again, both Ronald and James, you hinted towards that that email was a big part of it. I mean, that was an effective strategy, obviously. And I know that I, I saw it on the, you know, I saw it in Slack. I saw it everywhere, moaning and groaning and whatever about emails people were saying. And I'm like, you know, I, I every year I go into some conversation, I say, hey, you know, we all got to make a living, just deal with it type of thing. You know, it's, it's not the end of the world if you get some extra emails. Katie, did do you feel like a lot of your sales were more, as far as the marketing part of things, more email driven, or maybe you know entirely email driven? Um, yeah, we got a lot from emails. We sent five emails. I negotiated my marketing people down from eight. Um, I think five is quite a lot. 
And as you'd expect, there were uh, fewer opens and more unsubscribes as each one progressed through the sequence, which I think you would expect anyway. Uh, but yeah, we definitely got quite a lot of sales from um, that. But we also got uh, lots of new customers as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, Ronald, you mentioned affiliates. And does, and I, I, I'm not expecting you to give me the, you know, the data, but we know how many lists are out there and I know everybody wants to get on those lists. I mean, it's a, it's a no brainer. They're, they're what really drive things. Do you feel that that is an equal part to the email marketing as far as, you know, getting on those lists, getting your affiliates behind you? Does, does this sales show that or is that kind of a, a variant, you know, maybe from you? No, it's it's not a really big part at all. Um, you would you would think so that those lists really drive lots of sales. I think it's just one of those minor touch points that reminds people of the brand or sort of an introduction to or you know keeping in mind. Oh yeah, they do have a sale as well. I need to check back in a few days' time and a few weeks' time. But what did help was to um, send some advanced warning or email to the affiliates and not not to all of them either only to the ones that actually have we have had some engagement with in the last couple of months you know those who've driven some sales or, or, or clicks to our website so quite specific a small group of people that we work with um and then i did try to check on on you know if they're using the right sort of banner and promotion uh, and so on so a bit of bit of quality check there um it, it was new because previously we didn't do that, but I do think, and this is, I haven't analyzed it enough to compare year on a year and, and, you know, percentage wise, but I do feel we've, um, we've increased the, the, the traffic from them. So it definitely has worked, but I wouldn't put all my eggs in, in that affiliate basket for sure. Yeah. How about the, how about you, James? How's that? How do you see that? Yeah. I mean, we've seen, um, probably two years running now that those lists don't really drive any sales. Um, I think there's just, there's so much information in them um, that they become kind of useless for the person viewing it and also for the, you know, person with the sale. Um, But like, uh, like Ronald said, they, I believe they would be a good way for, uh, people to just to just know you exist or you know to kind of trigger that um memory in them and if they see your deal again they'll be like oh yeah i saw them you know the other day um so it's just it's kind of that brand awareness aspect of it that i think is beneficial um but last year we we spent a lot of time reaching out to individual blogs getting our you know deals posted on there um whereas this year we didn't do that at all the the people um, that we'd reached out to the year before, maybe some of them got in touch and we added, we, you know, sent them back our deal. Um, but we didn't actively go out looking for, for these lists this year, like we did last year. Um, and we actually performed better this year, but, um, affiliates, I, I think, yeah, uh, like Ronald was saying, the, they can perform well, they didn't necessarily perform well for me this year, but, um, if you really, kind of nurture your top affiliates and um you know have some kind of plan with the top affiliates there's definitely room for a for a kind of good return uh, there i think 
How about you, Katie? How how did that kind of the same same thing? I always thought that was a really good opportunity for Black Friday, and we have always spent a lot of time getting onto all the roundups and everything. Last year we got onto uh, thirty four roundups. This year it was seventeen for some reason. Uh, but both years we've tracked almost no sales at all from those roundups. Um, some of those are affiliates, others aren't. Um, we have a really good affiliate program the rest of the year. Uh, we have some very good, quite high profile affiliates that regularly write very good content about our plugins and drive a lot of sales. But beyond that, nothing happened with the affiliates on Black Friday. And we even tried to incentivize them by offering them unique coupon codes. They would all have been the 30% coupon codes, but specific to that affiliate, so that we'd give them a $150 bonus if, if it was used 10 times. Well, 10 affiliates asked for this and literally one sale was tracked in total across the 10 codes. It was just terrible. Um, so that didn't work. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, we got sales from our affiliates, but I reckon that was just from the content that was already out there about our plugins. I have no evidence that it was from anything they did to push our Black Friday deal. So I don't know what we'll do differently next year, but I am reflecting on that at the moment to think about whether there are opportunities we missed or maybe that's not a priority for future sales. Yeah. Well, and, and the three of you know, because you were on it, I, I always do one that's just WooCommerce specific. And I I do, it's, it's a shorter list, of course. And from experience, I've known that, yeah, first of all, uh, one of you mentioned that I think it was Ronald, you know, these lists are incredibly long. Uh, I like to do it every year because I think for what James said, it's, you know, I don't expect much sales there, but I'm just, it's another thing that if it drives some people's eyes on there, they see you, you know, these different names, these are the people in the space that are doing the, you know, the companies in the space that are doing the sales. These are the ones that Bob, you know, whatever that may mean, uh, feels good enough to put on his site. So I'm hoping that does bring some brand recognition and maybe, you know, maybe somebody will check something out down the road having seen it enough, one brand, you know, on various places. But yeah, it's definitely, I, I think it's, I, I actually, I think most of the lists are totally insane, you know, and I, I, I think most, you know, if, if I was to take myself and say, come Black Friday, unfortunately, when I need a plugin, I got to buy a plugin by the time Black Friday rolls around, unless I happen to need one that week, I don't buy one just because I bought all the, you know, I bought like, four of them up to the month before Black Friday because I couldn't wait till Black Friday. But, you know, I would sit there and go, okay, you know, Black Friday's coming. I need this plugin. And, you know, Katie's site has it. Well, I'm just going to go to Katie's site because I know she'll have a Black Friday sale. That's it. You know, I'm not going to go and peruse some long list and say, oh, what else is on sale that I don't really need, but I might want to buy or, or something like that, which maybe some people do. But anyway, that's interesting to hear. And uh, um, I, I, well, I, I, I just want to say two things there because your list, um, because it's WooCommerce specific, I actually think, you know, shorter but specific lists work better. But that's just sort of my feel on it. Because if you are after WooCommerce, you know, if you're sort of, you know, building a project, checking it out and seeing what else is out there to sort of compare, maybe 
get an intro to a company that you might not have heard of or, you know, some sort of solution. I think that can have a positive spin to it. And then also I have the question to you, what do you think, is it worth it, um, you know, to compile a list like that? Is it, is it a, 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 um, a worthwhile exercise versus revenue or is it more sort of, well, it's sort of expected and if I, I just get on with it? You know, I would, if, I guess if I was in your shoes and, and kind of like Katie said, she's going to reflect on it next year and they didn't weren't on as many this year as they were last year, I would maybe just look for those lists that you think might get not necessarily and referring back to what James said, the eyeballs and not necessarily clicks just because you're part of that list. And that's maybe a list like, you know, crazy as it is be a beginner. They have this long, incredible list, but you know, they have a lot of people looking at it probably too. So, but I, you know, from this perspective, I would say, you know, don't spend a lot of resources getting on it because obviously, and that kind of reflects just what the three of you said, but it doesn't hurt to be on those, as James said about, you know, kind of the brand just, you know, and you're kind of, you know, maybe on the, I don't want to say on the cool list because then we're getting to the weird lists and the whole WordPress thing. And that, that's another conversation, but you're, you know, you're included on it. You're, you're part of it. And, you know, I usually try to reach out to, you know, people I know specifically and say, Hey, you got a black Friday, obviously let me know because, you know, this is my list. And um, yeah, I would say, it's it's worth it and it might be worth for those few extra sales, you know, but it's not, I don't think if I had a, a shop, I wouldn't just having sat in the, as an affiliate for years and years, I wouldn't be doing the ton of um, reaching out. And as Katie said, if you have those high affiliate, those people, you know, that handful or maybe more of people that really generate consistently, you know, and they're doing a list then it's probably obviously worth being on their list just as a continuation of the brand. So thanks to our sponsor, PayPal in time for the holiday season, PayPal has launched a new pay later option called pay in four. This means that your clients can offer their customers the option to purchase over time in four interest-free payments. This feature is one of two options from PayPal for pay later with the other being PayPal Credit, which gives store customers more purchasing power through flexible and transparent choices in how and when they pay. The second option is subject to consumer credit approval. So offering these payment options is good business. Did you know that 64% of consumers surveyed say they're more likely to make a purchase at a retailer that offers interest-free payment options? And 56% of consumers that responded agree that they prefer to pay a purchase back in installments rather than use a credit card. Well, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Clients can grow their sales and get paid up front with no additional risk or cost. All you need to do is download the PayPal checkout extension on the Marketplace at WooCommerce.com. Just head on over, click Marketplace, and search for the PayPal checkout. Suggesting that to your clients will certainly open up sales opportunities for them. Thanks to PayPal for being a community sponsor for Do The Woo. And now let's head back on over to the conversation. Something I haven't tried um, with affiliates is 
getting affiliates who have YouTube channels. Um, so the majority of our affiliates are like blog, uh, text-based. But I, I do think that YouTube would be a good source of uh, credibility because they're not going to list, you know, hundreds of plugins. They're going to list two or three probably per per post. And if they're a good affiliate, they might even do, you know, a full-on tutorial about how to do something specific with your product. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think that would be a good one to explore next year. Makes it started sense. with some YouTube content and um, through exploring that, we've noticed a few people doing some sort of demos with a, an affiliate link and, and a few do generate sales. So we're probably really early, but it is, it is promising. So I definitely encourage to, to explore a bit more on that and see if that can increase. It's, uh, is, that, is that people making tutorials uh, based on your own videos or are they doing it off their own back or have you kind of off their own back yeah no yeah. no we, we have absolutely no idea you know who they are in, in sort of person we can probably track it through the link but um and i wouldn't specifically recommend those videos either mm. um but you know within their own group <laughs> kate is smiling <laughs> maybe she knows exactly what i mean um so it's uh it's yeah the but it, it sort of works for them and it ultimately it drives sales. And I, I don't know if we would ever come to that uh, point that we have to police, you know, what, what people say and do about you. I, I don't think you can, but it's, uh, they obviously have a, the interest to make the sale. So it is promotional. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, I like hearing about that because I mean, all three of you know, my Bob WP site still kind of, squanders in the affiliate land and stuff so it's um yeah it's a it's a the uh, whole industry is interesting let me say have you ever, I, i'm just curious have it in the three of you ever gone to um um the affiliate what is a conference when we used to have conferences remember back in those days affiliate conference oh man i'll, I'll tell you if you want to have an experience of affiliate and the mindset of that go to that i went to it one year and um, yeah, they, it, it was interesting. Let me just tell you, it's um, they had they had I, one one part of the conference was actually called the meat market. <laughs> anyway, what it was is you would sit down and meet with affiliates, and you would basically hash out. You know, you were affiliate marketer, and they were affiliate, and you would sit down and wheel and deal and try to um, hash out um, incredible deals and whatever, and you'd sit across from each other at these little tables and just, and the people were just like, it, it was insane. It was the most interesting conference I've ever been to. And I have yet to ever go back to it. Was that specific to WordPress or a general one? It's a, it's a general one. In fact, most, what was really cool about it and not to get to, I don't want to get on that tangent, but it was this huge, you know, they all had, it was booths, like a regular conference. So you'd walk in there and they were like, you know, it's like walking through a booth of car salesmen. You know, they were very aggressive and they would come out from behind their booths and track you down and follow you and approach you. And fortunately for me, you know, maybe 2% of the companies there would have any interest in somebody that wrote about WordPress. So they'd turn, they'd they, hey, you, you know, come on, uh, got to come and see my booth. And, blah, blah. and I say, uh, I write about WordPress and they go, oh, and they'd walk away. 
So it it was you know that was uh, uh, actually an advantage for me because I didn't have to talk to a lot of them, but it, it was an experience. So um, yeah, <laughs> interesting times. But let's move into was was there any challenges? I mean, was there anything that really? I mean, we're you know besides the world falling apart around us, and fortunately, you, none of you live over here in the states where I do. So that's that's to your advantage, but was there any challenges that came cropped up during the sale, um, pre-sale that kind of played into just everything else that made it, okay, you sat, thought, wow, it's 2020. Yeah. Why wouldn't this happen? Or was, was it pretty much, you know, smooth sailing? We had three challenges, I'd say. Um, one was pure technical, so that was uh, the timing. So the banner was still on, but the deal came off twelve hours. So it was just a uh, a bit of bit of coding, but that was solved within I think three minutes or so. It literally is like, oh, somebody can't uh, get the discount. Oh, sorry, uh, put it back. Um, that was solved. The okay, last year, two thousand nineteen, we were one of the the bad ones. However, it was very much overshadowed by Yoast. However, from a company point of view having a little notification inside the admin panel for administrators alone was, you know, a very effective way of communicating a deal, especially if you had a, a plugin without a valid license. So, you know, quite rightly also as a user, completely frowned upon. Uh, so we had to steer away from that. We did explore different versions of a notification, but we also knew that all eyes were on on any sort of, ping pong uh, on on the on the back end so we completely stayed away from it so we we did have quite a bit of the discussion around um and then we also discussed whether we to have pre-sales and sales um on chat throughout the weekend normally we have sort of a, a more reduced uh staff level but we just felt that you know lots of visitors lots of things can happen lots of questions so we did put in some extra uh, staff luckily we we could do that uh, for the weekend, so you know nothing, nothing major. A few decisions, but you know, in terms of challenges, probably that's as far as it goes. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like we really had any uh, notable challenges, at least during the sale. Uh, we had a similar timing issue with the banner. Um, ours was actually cached on the website for like a day afterwards, so people were clicking it and trying to get the uh, the deal. Um, although we did leave it active for a, a little bit longer anyway. Um, but no, we didn't We didn't necessarily have any challenges. Um, it's obviously a, a slightly different landscape to normal, but that the the landscape that it is currently is is kind of more beneficial for for us anyway um, because there's more there's more people coming online, more people setting up online stores. Um, so yeah, you just have to kind of consider, being around a bit more and having, you know, the support capacity to handle an influx of new customers. Um, but it hasn't, it hasn't been noticeably much more support than normal. So it's, it's been okay so far. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I was surprised that support didn't get busier. Um, we have reduced, increased our capacity recently, but um, they stayed on top of it just fine throughout the sale. And I asked them to prioritise pre-sales and live chat and so on. Um, and that was all fine. Um, a couple of minor challenges. You get a lot of uh, refund requests. So it's an after people just buying and then not actually um, wanting to use it and then ask for a refund. Not really. I don't find people tend to buy it on impulse, like you might think with Black Friday sales, but we do get refund requests from people that have bought recently at the higher price, um, which obviously requires quite a lot of manual work for support. Um, we do agree to that if they were within their guarantee period, because obviously they could just say, I want a refund then. Um, so we kind of have to, but that, that adds quite a lot of work, which happens every year. We do um we do partial refunds in in those circumstances, so we'll just refund the difference. But yeah, um, that way you don't lose them because obviously they risk yeah, not purchasing exactly. again. Yeah, but the other thing that we get is refund requests from people the year before who've just renewed at normal price. We've had uh, them, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I think a lot of the times the people that wait for Black Friday are the bargain hunters, so they're not their life their span of using your product isn't going to be as long as someone who's willing to pay full price for it in, in our renewal rates when we measure them are lower on the black friday period so if you look at last year's sales fewer of them would have renewed than during a typical period um but i've used that to kind of justify doing things like lifetime sales on black friday so i really agonized over whether it was a good idea to discount a lifetime deal but i think it's a bit more justified because if they're less likely to renew anyway you want to maximize that initial purchase value yeah and we are most of our the bulk of our revenue was from bundles and lifetime licenses so it's definitely worth I, was, I was going to ask whether you see a lot of uh, black friday to black friday customers that sort of cancel and then re, you know start again because i'm assuming your uh, like ours the renewal is at, at full price yeah yeah, yeah. We, we email those customers and say you know you can renew with these discounted prices um but strangely you find that most of them don't do that i don't know whether they, they just don't read the email or um you know we, we had tons of renewals that are just normal price yeah, yeah, but there's certainly some who do that every year. I know I do for all my WooCommerce extensions, EDD extensions. I do it for tons of plugins. I'm just terrible. But, yeah, it's not as many as you might think, although they certainly exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you run any other uh, promos? I was just I was wondering because we only do Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and if you gear, do any of this for another time of the year, that's worthwhile. Or is it just Black Friday is successful because of Black Friday? I think, like you say, it's it's recognised as pretty much anyone is going to do a Black Friday sale. You get you get a, a few companies that aren't going to do them, um, and I, I'm not 100 sure how well they do. But yeah, we we tend to to just do the Black Friday sale. I can't recall if we did any more this year, um, but we we definitely haven't focused on any particular holiday we we maybe do like a launch sale or a you know a pre-sale before the plugin's ready um but in terms of all the plugins being discounted it's usually black friday yeah we've done launch sales um for specific products but we had never done a general sale at any other time of year 
Well, I do know the owner of one WordPress plugin company who did a, a sale in May, and he said he replicated exactly what he did for Black Friday in May, and he actually got as many sales which I was really surprised by. I think he's got a very yeah. good mailing list, so he could get a lot of interested people that way. There is um, there's a WooCommerce days. It was introduced this year. I wonder if if any if anybody would uh, like other plugin companies would chime in with that uh, the WooCommerce day. I think it's somewhere in June or so. It doesn't really yeah, stand out, to, but I seem to remember that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got a plugin on on the WooCommerce marketplace now. Uh, we put it on this year um, that we also sell on our own website. So it's, uh, it's non-exclusive, but um, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, cause I, I believe they have a few more sales than, than the average yeah. WooCommerce store. So it'd be interesting to see how yeah, yeah, in that way you can really measure, isn't it? By having mm. uh, a plan on, on both platforms, which one gets yeah, more sales. Yeah. I mean, we we don't we don't have a choice when they have a sale, so we just kind of have to roll with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be good to so see. So we did um, we did Halloween as well this year, and we do that every year. And that that is again this year was an absolute record uh, until this Black Friday as a sort of a single day sale. So I'm not sure how many other plugin companies take part in that, but it seems to sort of work for us as a as an early maybe Black Friday sale because it's uh, end of October. Um, but apart from that, we don't do anything and probably not tempted to do it either for exactly the same reason as Katie said that, well, if there's not really anything around it. But then uh, this other plugin company, what you said, that's interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. Halloween is becoming more of a thing and it's worth piggybacking on when other people do sales. So that might be a good one to try next. I think as well, WooCommerce, did they do a Halloween one? It does ring a bell, yeah. Yeah, I seem to remember seeing some kind of graphic for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I think you're right. And I know a few of them that um, I followed had sales on them Halloween. And it'll be interesting, I think, for everyone next year to compare to this year just because, again, the growth in e-commerce. And I'll, I don't think it's going to stop. So it'll be... Um, Interesting to see how things flow out. What I want to do, I actually had another thought for, I shared with you for the end of the last thing I wanted you to touch on. So I'm going to totally throw that out. And I thought of something else because I have these three brilliant minds from successful WooCommerce um, product companies on here. And I don't always have three of them together. So for those people that are looking at 2021, and saying, I want to get into WooCommerce products. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to sell. What is your biggest piece of advice to somebody that is looking at that right now? I'll start with, um, let's see. I'll, I'll let, I know probably the three of you have to think about. So whoever I call on is going to say, oh, damn. So I'm going to call him Ronald. Yeah, he can He can swear on his I have breath. a sort of a feeling on that, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think um, it's an ever-growing market, and you know the, the 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 solutions or the problems that plugin companies need to solve are only going to become more and more complex. 
So, for example, here in the UK, with 1st of January being the sort of the Brexit, sorry for swearing at first, the sensitive subject. Um, but, you know, a lot of things are changing. So when it comes to ordering and having these extra uh, tax information, that now needs to be all implemented within your WooCommerce store. So, you know, that certainly is an opportunity for uh, plugin businesses to, to come up with something and, and create a business around it, where they then specify it. Um, uh, um, you know, go around it and 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 add other EU VAT and other tax uh, solutions with shipping labels and so on. You know, that that's I think is a real classic opportunity. Also, you know, in terms of internationalization, there is there's a lot that isn't working well enough, and it's just from you know from experience. So, 2021, I think, is going to be you know filling up these little gaps by by companies that certainly. Have, you know they're flexible enough to fill in these 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 vacuums, but also um, with so many different plugins and so many different themes and page builders, the the um, the, the the room for error is also increased. So having the quality top being differentiated from the bottom, um, which can cause a lot of conflicts. I think it's something that maybe there needs to be a sort of a, a standard or recognition that these plugins always update, you know, they're up to date with the latest PHP, you know, you sort of almost stress-free um, running your store because that's still, I think for WooCommerce compared to other e-commerce um, platforms, one of, the, one of the biggest disadvantages that every time you press update, anything can happen. Uh, if you build up your store really well, you and I would do that, but, all the other millions of store owners, you, you, you cannot quite show what else is sort of in a, a plugin uh, suite. So that's going to be interesting, see how, how the market evolves around that. Sorry, that was quite a long answer. But that's probably yeah. partly also because of the WooCommerce London. I get a lot of feedback on the <laughs> uh, <laughs> on that from different users. But yeah, I've got so much more to say about it, but I'm going to be glad to pass <laughs> it over now. Eddie, you have any, anything to add to that? Um, well, I'd say for someone wanting to get into selling WooCommerce plugins, um, the easiest route to market is to find a gap, ideally a fairly simple gap, because the amazing thing about WooCommerce is it's just so huge. So many people use it and it's growing. And so even if you find a really tiny niche, you can get a lot of sales. And there are loads of gaps in functionality. Uh, the best way to find them is to I don't know, look on the official ideas forum, which does exist, Woo Ideas, um, Facebook groups about WooCommerce where people are saying, how do I do this and having to do custom coding and just building websites for people or yourself. There are so many gaps. I've got a huge document of future plugin ideas um, and a lot of them are really quite simple things that just aren't possible. So it's quite easy to get a small plugin written and get that on the market and because it's something that doesn't exist, you can then write about it and get sales relatively easily. Yeah. James, anything left for you? Any thoughts there? Yeah, there is actually. Um, I think there's another side of it that that needs to be considered, which is the, I think you need to come into it with a, with an idea of how you're going to market the product. Um, because it's there's so many products in the space that if you release one just into the ether, it would just get lost. Um, 
So, I mean, for me in particular, I started out on Code Canyon, which was a good place to start. Um, but this was like 10 years ago now. Um, but, you know, having that marketplace where they're doing the promoting and, and they've already got this audience that are coming looking for solutions um, was a great way to kind of get off the ground and, and then, you know, lead into running my own store. Um, so, you know, things like the WooCommerce Marketplace or Code Canyon, uh, or if you don't want to take that route, then I think just having having a USP in your product and being able to kind of create a buzz around that is uh, is important. And like Katie was saying, um, you know, content marketing and probably starting content marketing from the get-go with posts around how to achieve certain things using your new product rather than um, anything too technical uh, is is something that would be worth doing. Yeah. Well, I think with the three of you, I, I can um, plan on in the new year having you back because there's several topics within that last question that we could just elaborate on. And um, with this um, gold mine of um, experience here, I think, yeah, it would be good. So we'll definitely be doing that. And so this has been exactly how I wanted it to go. I, 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 the opportunity to bring on three people that are a lot smarter than me and actually talk about this stuff that I can just basically ask questions and get answers. And I appreciate it. It's, it's, um, it's been very cool. So, so before I go, let me just thank WooCommerce.com, PayPal.com again, my community sponsors, uh, We'll be doing this podcast, uh, kind of taking a break here, got the holidays, but this will be every other Tuesday starting in the new year. Have some fun stuff coming up um, already planned in the pipeline. And um, yeah, I just want to thank the three of you for taking the time. You know, you've you've done this with me before on the um, one-on-one podcast with my co-hosts. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll be poking at you again sometime, but before we leave... Where can people connect with you? Let's start with Katie. Uh, our website is barn2.co.uk. That's barn and the number two. Um, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook under barn2plugins. Excellent. James? Yeah, we're um, iconicwp.com and we're iconicwp on most things except Instagram where we've got two underscores after it. Cool. Ronald? Um, so everything is in the yes, yes plugins or yesteams.com. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to be quite straightforward to find us on any of the pl- um, platforms. So. Very cool. Well, again, thank you very much. And thank everyone for um, joining us. And yeah, we, uh, um, as far as this p- particular episode is, you know, like I said, we're, we're gone for the holidays. We have a few more do the woo i think a couple more coming up before we get into the holidays but um until then everybody do the boo